0: Welcome to Wild for Wildflowers, a podcast about wildflowers. I am your host, Kelsey, and I'm here with my sister. I'm Taneya. And we are so excited to talk about a wildflower this week. Uh, But first... It's a surprise, because Tanea doesn't even know what it is. Actually, I think you had told me the last time we recorded, but it's been so long ago, I forgot. The last time we recorded was like a month ago or something. It feels like forever ago, so we're out of practice. But thanks, everyone, for listening this week. It's probably going to be out a day late. But I don't think anybody so, even cares. So, except for us. So, hopefully, tomorrow. I don't think anybody we'll notices, <laughs> will notice. I don't think a single person has been like, oh no, it's not out. Anyway, we're doing our best. So, this wildflower that I chose today is called Calypso bulbosa, which is also known as the fairy slipper orchid so
1: also the calypso orchid or
0: venus's slipper nice that's what i have down except there's also i found from one book angel slipper also how cute i think it's a really cute name but it's also like kind of like highly there's a lot of um, flowers that are called like slipper or shoe so it's like kind of confusing but because it's the way anyway. they're shaped right yeah it's the way it's because it has that like little pouch and i'll go into more details but yeah it looks kind of like a little like shoe i guess a slipper it looks like a slipper um <laughs> i don't know you, i don't think you it really looks like, like it <laughs> I mean, I don't think it looks like a slipper, really. I can see why you would say that, yeah. but sure, whatever. Um, but I always call it like I'm probably gonna call it Calypso because that's because that's a cool name. I, because it sounds cool and it's easier to say than like fairy slipper. And also, I just yeah, it's a good name. But yeah, I don't know if I'm the only one who did not realize that there were orchids in Montana until I was like a grown adult. But we have orchids in Montana. And it's like, obviously, this is an orchid. So it's in the orchid. Calypso bulbosa is a member of the orchid family, which is called Orchidaceae. So Orchidaceae is a very large family that consists of as many as 30,000 species. Most of those are in the tropics, which if you haven't noticed, if you yeah, like, I don't know. If you haven't noticed, like, Montana is not a lot like the tropics. So it seems like no I've seen orchids before. But it, like, doesn't seem like they would be here. But they are. There's some, like, really hardy They're orchids just that live here. smaller
1: and less
0: dramatic. Smaller. Yeah, exactly. They don't have as much um, flair, I guess. That's a lot of
1: species, though. 300,000? Is that what you
0: said? Yeah. When I went to... A lot of orchids, like, in South America and, I don't know, like, even in, like, Mexico. Like, when I went to Mexico, I went to a botanical garden. There's, like, so many different species of orchids that grew in the forest there. And it's, like, there was, like, hundreds of them that they had, like, they labeled, like, just in this one area. And um, a lot of them are epiphytes. So, they, like, don't – they just, like, grow in the crooks of trees. They're, like, those type of plants. But obviously the ones in Montana aren't like that. But anyway, orchids are just like really cool plants. So orchid flowers are pretty easy to like identify or distinguish from other flowers because they're highly modified. So they look different than a lot of other flowers. Highly modified? It seems like they're
1: like ultra filtered like on instagram
0: <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they're highly filtered by nature or yeah that that does but what does that mean like highly modified like so well i'll talk about it okay. but it's just like it's just like how like like any modification in a plant it could be super small it could be like like how they have a bulb as a root instead of regular root like advantageous roots okay so like it gets bigger because that's a modification so they have so so they have a lot of modifications compared to other yeah so they do because obviously like i don't know there's a lot of a lot of flowers you expect to see like certain things i guess and theirs are a little bit a little bit showier and like bigger and right and just like unique (laughs) i guess right but I'll talk about some of, like, uh, some of the modifications. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much all orchids, they have three sepals and three petals. And so, like, there's three sepals and then three petals that go, come back from the base. Uh-huh. So the, lo- the lower petal usually forms a lip or sometimes an inflated pouch. So the lower petal is usually, like, the one below all the other ones and it's usually coming outward and in calypso it's very apparent that it's like a, a little pouch it does look and like they may... an inflated lip though yeah exactly that's funny because that's exactly what <laughs> like
1: yeah. um you know how some of those indigenous cultures where they put the ring in their bottom lip to stretch it out
0: yeah like that like oh. yeah that's what it kind of reminds me of well that's actually a pretty good yeah that sound- It kind of does look like that. Um, But then they also... A lot of them also have a spur extending. So like a spur coming back. Which is just like a... A spur is like a modified petal. But we'll talk about that a little bit more also. But calypso is what is called a monotype genus. So it's the only plant in the genus. Just calypso. Calypso bulbosa has two variants. So... Calypso is the genus, Bulbosa is the species, but then there's two variants of that. And I was trying to find out exact so the two variants are Occidentalis and then and Americana. And I was trying to figure out what exactly is the difference, like what makes them different. And I couldn't really find anything that said exactly why. But I think what it has it's just like they're very I think it might be like Either where you find them, like where they're located, or it could just be like there's a little tiny variant, like sometimes they're a little bit different colored, um, something like that. But I don't know for sure. So don't ask me any questions about that. But yeah, we're going to talk about like (laughs) a bunch. We're going to get into what the flower exactly looks like in a second. But first, we're going to have a Latin lesson. So, Calypso is named for the beautiful nymph in homer's odyssey Mm
1: -hmm. have
0: you ever uh read that yes in high school yeah i was supposed to read that at some point but i never did um i do remember like talking about it though and like i took a greek mythology class
1: well then i recently read this book which is actually pretty good if you ever want to read it i own it but it's called cirque and she's like one of um God I don't I can't Never mind. I can't remember, but it's like about it's like Greek mythology. She's one of the gods. And Oh, like she's a, a daughter
0: of somebody or something. Yeah, is what Zeus? You're I think
1: she's the daughter of Zeus. No. The the god of uh the sun, Helios.
0: Oh, her Helios. Oh, yeah. So that's she's, like a great
1: She's Helios's one of Helios's daughters, but she Anyway, the Odyssey comes into
0: it a lot. Yeah, there's like everything is kind of like connected in. Yeah, but that sounds good because I really like Greek mythology. Oh, I, I'll, I lo- I'll like the next time. I, well, the next time I see you, I'll bring the book. It's good. Okay, there's a maybe we could do like a book trade because there's a not a couple books that I think you would really like that I have. Okay. Um. Cool. That sounds great. I love books. Oh, yeah, I got that Papa's on... Oh, my God. Okay, quick sidebar. It has nothing to do with flowers. But I just remembered that the Papa's on chair you gave me, like, I put it in the breezeway.
1: Yeah. Because I was like,
0: yay. But it was so funny because I was like, do you think we'll be able to fit it? And Donovan's was like, oh, we'll make room. And then, like, all, when we packed everything up from the wedding, it was like we needed every little bit of space because Donovan got, like, the smallest possible, like, U-Haul trailer. Oh, God. Not the smallest, but, you know, it, like, bare, it like. Anyway, so we, we were like trying to put and everyone's like, what's up with this chair in the back of your truck? <laughs> and I was like, like by the time, like it was like the fifth or so person. I was just like, it's just a chair and it's in there because <laughs> I was like, oh, well, my sister bought it for me on Facebook Marketplace. Um, Like I, I asked her to get it for me because she found it in Butte. So she's bringing it to me. So we got to bring it back. to <laughs> And then I was like, what? I was like, yeah. So it just worked out that way. Ah, oh. but then I was like, <laughs> by the time, like, I was like, that's really confusing. And everyone's just like, and it was so funny though, because like Ron's like, has that chair been in there for a really long time? And I was like, no, actually, it just we just acquired it. But like, I could totally see Donovan like driving around with this chair in the back of this <laughs> for like ever. And he's like, Ron's like, yeah, I know Donovan. And I was, but it was so funny because like then I was just like. Okay, I got. It's a wedding gift. That's what we started. It's a wedding <laughs> gift. I got this chair for my wedding, and then everyone's like, "Oh!" But it was just so funny because we like we had to like be super creative about like where to put it. We like shoved it on top of it. Yeah. But anyway, did it break? Made here. <laughs> okay. No, it didn't. I don't think so. It's still fine. It's super comfortable. But I don't know where that came from. I just thought about that. Um. I was, like, afraid oh, so to sit was... in it because it, like, moves. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, I remember when Nicole had one in our apartment. I, like, almost, like, every other time I'd sit down, it would, like, either shift <laughs> or completely fall over. Like, if you don't have it completely centered, you will, like, fall out of I know. Of
1: Jessica chair. was trying to climb on it, and we had to, like, hold it so that she wouldn't, like, fall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it totally, like... They're actually not that practical. You just have to make sure that it's like in the right spot before you sit down. Yeah. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Like everyone wants to (laughs) deal with a chair. Yeah, you just want to make sure that you don't fall out. Maybe that's why they're not so popular anymore. Um, Okay. So anyway, Calypso is named for the beautiful nymph in Homer's Odyssey. So in Greek, Calypso means she who conceals or concealment which actually makes a lot of sense for the flower because usually the flower is kind of hidden or concealed. Like they're usually found in like mossy, shady hideaways
1: mm-hmm. on the forest mm-hmm. floor.
0: Like Wait, they like the water
1: I- too, right? Yeah. Cause that's why they like the yeah, tropics. Usually,
0: yeah, usually you see them near like a stream or a wet area or like where sometimes where like the snow has melted and stuff like that. But, yeah, they grow where, like, a lot of times they grow where most other plants don't really, like, most flowering plants don't, like, underneath trees and stuff. So, like, they're in the duff of the forest under, like, shrubs or trees or – so they don't have, like, a lot of competition. So I think that's, like, from other plants. Right. But, yeah, so so it's kind of special. Like, I just also wanted to mention it's kind of cool when you see them because it's, like – Oh, it doesn't really seem like there'd be much over there and then you're like, "Holy crap, oh, there's a there's a little orchid down there." But yeah, so bulbosa is Latin for bulb. So that's probably referring to the root of the plant, which is a little forb or bulb-like structure. So, Calypso bulbosa, concealment and bulb. <laughs> Pretty cool. Okay. So, now I'm going to talk about the flower itself. So, the stems are straight up. They're 5 to 20 centimeters long, which is 2 to 7. Wait, no. (laughs) Did I say centimeters? 5 to 20 centimeters long, or 2 to 7 inches. Okay. So, not very tall. They're quite low to the ground, and their stem is very delicate and easily broken. So their roots are about marble sized and they're bulb like corms. So they have like a thick, fleshy root.
1: That's marble size?
0: That's about the size of a marble, yeah. Okay. So pretty little. And then the leaves are basal. So at the base only, there's just one single leaf. <laughs> so it's just a leaf on each plant. That's dark green, and it's like egg, broadly egg-shaped. And it's just two to five centimeters long and distinctly veined, so you can like see the lines going through it, kind of like the lily leaves. But yeah, so the flowers are solitary, and they're nodding, so the stem kind of curves at the top. And they're like rose-purple colored with purple streaks or spots. A lot of times, if you just like... If you look at them, I think it looks like almost like magenta. The color it's really bright and really pretty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the flower is fifteen to twenty millimeters long, so about a half an inch long. So they're they're tiny, quite quite small. But then, like the actual flower itself is like meaty. Like there's a lot to it. So it has five slender petals and sepals on top of the labellum. So Wait, I thought, it's an I thought you said flower. that they had three petals. So that is just like sort of the orchid flowers in general. Oh, okay. So I was like <laughs> going, I was doing it's You're kind doing confusing. like an overview of like
1: orchids yeah, I was doing kind an of.
0: An overview of like what, or did what the you say, typically looks like. Did you say but like at say,
1: least? Did you say like at least three? No, I didn't. Okay. No, just make sure just that they I love- understood
0: correctly. I can't believe you actually remembered, though. Like, because I did say that, so that was just like, yeah, like, like supposed to be like this is what the orchid flower usually has, but obviously there's a lot of variations. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't have even said that. So just pretend, like, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so these ones. I mean, actually it doesn't do matter how have- many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay, if you, well, are you looking at it? Yes. Of them? Yeah, and there's
1: five on top. So those
0: guys are like sticking out. Yeah, yeah.
1: They look, it's like a mohawk. Not like a mohawk, like a, yeah, a kind spiky of is, hairdo.
0: Like, yeah, spiky hairdo, totally. Because they're kind of just like, Pleah. yeah, so it has a spiky hairdo. Oh, yeah, so like this is another part of an orchid flower. Um, It's called a labellum, and that has the little tufts of yellow hairs on the, on the, Pale lower lip and that part is called the labellum. So some of them
1: (laughs) that's kind of gross.
0: I know it's like I was like a fuzzy like hair on your tongue. (laughs) Well, a lot of people also say that like orchids can resemble and iris resemble like female genitalia. So Which is not
1: gross. It's beautiful.
0: Which is beautiful, like a flower.
1: Yep. Each is unique.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're so, they're all beautiful. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. In their own ways. (laughs) Oh, even the dark purple ones. Okay. So let's not get- Okay. Jesus. Oh, oh, but sorry. I was just thinking, sorry, I got distracted. Um, Maybe- (laughs) (laughs) um what i was gonna say is that on the pictures i have of calypso that i've taken that i've seen like i didn't see any of them this summer this spring i
1: was gonna say like i don't think i've ever seen them where'd you see them? oh you
0: haven't no oh my god i've seen them in a bunch of places like you can find them in but you have to that's the thing though It's like, I've seen them in a bunch of places, but they only bloom for like a pretty short amount of time. And it's kind of hard to find them because they're so small. So it's easy to like miss, but I have seen them up like Truman Gulch and Bozeman. okay, And I've also seen like in like shady little spots. But then last year, I can't remember exactly where I was at, but I saw them like four different times all spring. I saw them so many times and I was like, this is amazing because normally you don't see that many. The first time I ever saw them was in... Like near Powell in Idaho, so the two pictures that I took, there's one where it doesn't have any yellow down there; it's just like white. Okay. Um. So sometimes I think that might have to do with like the variation, because some some of them have the really yellow on the labellum, and some of them don't. But then, so it so it goes, um, the yellow hairs on the lower lip, and then it forms a white and purple spotted pouch. Mm-hmm. So that's the little shoe-shaped pouch. Which resembles a slipper, and that one's like really cute. It's all spotted, and then there's the column, which is the reproductive structure that is purplish, hooded, and petal-like at the throat of the flower.
1: I can't, I can't stop thinking about
0: hooded, <laughs> yeah, and petal-like, yeah. <laughs> at the throat of the flower i didn't think that's what you're gonna say but yeah that's yeah Uh uh-huh um so the stigma is near the base and then there's one sticky two lobed anther at the tip the tip okay do you see the tip (laughs) i'm sorry
1: jesus Um, no let me zoom in
0: now that we got on all that, um, this flower is also scented, sweetly scented. Oh, for really? Oh, nice. And I got real sad because I don't think I've ever sniffed that flower, so I don't know <laughs> what it smells like.
1: Oh my god! Okay, Jesus. I sh- <laughs>
0: That's not, you have a dirty mind. That was perfectly normal normal to say until you made it gross. You made it gross. Whatever, you're
1: you're the one who- It's you
0: that's making it weird. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, Um, so the seed is a capsule. It's shaped and it's 20 to 35 millimeters long and they have 10,000 to 20,000 tiny seeds in their capsules. Can you believe that?
1: Wait, where are their capsules?
0: It's their seed, so it, like... Wait, no, but reproductive... where is
1: it? On the flower. Oh,
0: well, it... Well, it turns... Well, it turns into... Oh, the seeds okay. always form after the flower dies, right. but the reproductive <laughs> structure, the column, is what's going to turn into the capsule. Okay, yeah, I guess that's what it's I a meant. It's a good question, yeah, though, because... that's what I meant. I've been... Yeah, because I've been trying to identify flowers more by what they look like by their seed because it's, like... They look completely different. It's really mm-hmm. hard to tell. But it's cool to see them, like, in the in-between phase and you see, like, which parts of the flower actually turn into a seed. It's, like, I bet they have, like, time-lapse stuff of that. But it'd be cool to... Oh. Anyway, it, was, just it wasn't a dumb question. Another
1: sidebar, but if you want to see bear grass, you need to come to the Anaconda-Pintler wilderness because there's so much bear grass like the hike i just went on is it
0: everywhere yes there's is it still blooming no
1: it's done now
0: but i mean like next oh my God.
1: next year but like even the hike i went on okay this weekend like there was so much bear grass it's all like to seed and everything but so much so like next oh my God, year so
0: cool. yeah i need to um but i guess the bear tooth
1: I... the bear tooth has bear grass right
0: mm, yeah they probably do but It's still good to know where like big patches are because I would love to go and like take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Of a big, huge patch. Okay. So their habitat, the Calypso's habitat is dry to wet, conifer forests, valleys, montane. You can find them dry to wet. I thought dry to wet. Okay. So they're pretty (laughs) variable, I guess. Like, I've seen them. I always
1: thought they were just, like, kind (gasps) of more moist places.
0: You know what? I also saw them in, I've seen them at Potosi, but it was, like, earlier spring. So, so, So that's the thing. I think they can tolerate, like, a little bit drier, but they're usually in a more moist area. But they're in California, Arizona, Colorado, Michigan, and New York.
1: That's random, really random states.
0: And, yeah, it is. I'm sure you can find them. Then they
1: aren't really, like, by each other. I mean, Arizona's kind of by Colorado,
0: but. Yeah, it does seem very random. So they bloom up from May to June. So usually, so you're not going to be able to see them for a long time. I don't Um, even
1: know where to look.
0: You said by Potosi, I guess. Dry to wet. Dry (laughs) to wet conifer forests. That's pretty specific, Denea. <laughs> so literally anywhere. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'll have to figure out all the other places I've seen them, and I'll give, draw you a little map. No, <laughs> you won't um, be able to draw me a map? You can't even, I like, will. follow a map. <laughs> I can draw a map. It, won't make, it might not make any sense to you, but I could draw one. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Okay. And I can follow a map. It just takes a couple tries. Sometimes you have to go the wrong way to find the right way. It's fine. Okay. So they bloom from May to June, usually right after the snow melts and moist, cool forests. And they're early bloomers... So, um, (laughs) Early bloomers. (laughs) uh, Okay, so, we're just gonna talk about the threats to this little tiny orchid, because I thought that it was, like, really rare or something, but it's really not that rare. Like, somebody told me, oh, it's really rare, but it's not actually. But it can also... Like, it's very, there's a lot less, I guess, than there used to be, even so. So, it's disa- it's disappeared from a lot of places. It's kind of like, also, like, the Bitterroot, where it's not really rare, but it's, like, it used to be in a lot more places than it is um, now. So, a lot of, like, highly populated areas, because they get trampled or dug up or picked. So, leave this orchid where it is. Don't pick it, because... The chances are, if you pick it, it'll damage the roots. Even if you're, like, barely tugging on it, it can kill, the, and it'll kill the entire plant, even with, like, the slightest tug. So, and also don't try to transplant it, because it's extremely delicate, and it will not, like, transplant well, because it also strongly relies on fungus to survive, so your garden will not be hospitable. So leave it. Take only pictures. Okay, so in moist western states, this orchid is not threatened. So it can be found in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Vermont, where it is considered threatened. Those are western states? So what I'm... No, they're not western states. What I'm saying is that in the western states they're not threatened because it's just like a more hospital they're much more common okay so like in montana they're not a threatened species but in wisconsin michigan and vermont they're considered a threatened species i get what you're saying and then in new hampshire and new york it is considered endangered sad face so if you see it in New York or New Hampshire, don't fucking touch it. Don't touch it. That's right. And then I also read look, that in Arizona... don't touch. Look, don't touch. Um, so then I also found out that in Arizona, it is a salvage-restricted plant. Which means... I was like, what the hell does salvage-restricted mean? And means that a permit is required to remove... This native plant. But why would you want okay. to remove it? Oh, like if you had like a pot. Okay. Never mind. Like if, well, if you just wanted to have it or if, yeah, like I guess if you're like a botanist or you're doing studies for whatever organization. I don't know. Um, Don't ask me about that. I don't know. So then, very lastly, we're going to talk about Pollination. Because this orchid relies on deception pollination. Do you know what that means? Um, it means... I'm just gonna guess. Jeez. Oh, okay.
1: Deception. So, like, like, secretive, disguise, like, uh, subtle. Like
0: disguise?
1: Subtle yeah. pollination.
0: Yeah. That's very close. Yeah, disguised. Yes, that's good. Because um so it means that they provide no reward for the pollinator, so they do not produce nectar and the insects cannot get to their pollen. So (laughs) they're cocktees. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Sorry. (laughs) Take that out. (laughs) (laughs) They, they are. just they just look really pretty and seductive and smell good. So yeah. And then they're like, so have-
0: you're not getting any. Haha, sucks to suck. So yeah, it relies on its bright color, its good looks, its anther-like hairs, the little yellow those little hairs oh, yeah. and the fragrance to entice naive pollinators, it's- namely queen bumblebees. So queen bumblebees and because it's basically just queen bumblebees because the worker bees are too small to pollinate the fairy slipper because the opening of the flower is like pretty darn big but it's like just weird like i don't would know they like that get that, like
1: that. trapped in there or something
0: i don't know i know i i like looked that up and i saw And that i thought the queen, queen didn't, didn't leave the but- hive I don't know anything about bumblebees. Please don't ask me any more questions. I feel like I'm being trapped like the worker bees. I don't know. Each flower, so each flower varies enough in color, size, and smell that many bees will keep trying different calypso flowers, pollinating them in the process before they realize that the plant that they should avoid it because they're not getting any benefit from it by going, you know, they're not getting any nectar or pollen. So. So, so then how does uh, the flower pollinate? So the pollen, I'm going to tell you the pollen in Calypso is broken up into what is called pollen, pollenia. So it's pollen with an I a at the end. Pollenia. So a bee will try to enter the flower. The pollenia sticks to the bee's thorax as it presses up against the anther. Because of the size and shape of the flower, the bee can only enter halfway, which puts the bee's thorax in the right spot to contact the sticky stigma.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, but this so, is just very sexual. I going to say it. Flowers are very sexual.
0: Well, it is sexual reproduction know. that's happening here, okay? But for all the kids listening, this is not how the birds and the bees actually work, just so you know. Okay, so the bee realizes there's no nectar, so it backs out of the flower, leaving the pollenia on the stigma or carrying it to the next flower. So it gets the job done anyway, But the poor little bees, they get tricked. Okay, so I do have a quote. It says, The plant has highly developed pollen packaging. Four waxy, flake-like pollenia arranged in two pairs. One pair, larger than the other, all attached to one sticky base. The entire group of pollenia is removed all at once by a bee but it can be deposited as one, two, or three, one, two, three, or four pollenia. So that's what determines, just depending on how much sticks or how much gets left behind. So that's what determines how many seeds the flower will produce by how many much pollen was deposited. So that's why it varies from like 10,000 to 20,000 seeds. And that's just that's from an article called Conservation Assessment for Calypso Bulbosa Fairy Slipper by R.V. Rasmussen and a bunch of other people that I'm not going to talk about because I don't think anybody cares. So there is evidence that this plant is able to survive and thrive, even though the bumblebees learn not to go to this flower since they get no reward. And non-rewarding species such as Calypso typically have reduced pollinator visitation rates. So overall, less less insects are going to them because they figure out pretty quickly that it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But they're still doing okay. And so what I think that means is that the flower would have a hard time reproducing, but it makes up for it by having so many seeds produced by one pollinated plant so like 10 to 20,000 seeds so it's like a lot of them probably don't get pollinated but this one had so many so I think you end up seeing like them in bunches basically like if I see one calypso I almost always seen more around them so anyway I just that's just like a cool fact because it doesn't seem like it would be the best way to pollinate but it works out yeah
1: what an interesting flower. But I have a question. This was, like, from the very beginning. And I thought it would get the answer. But, I don't get it. but you said it's, like, a... What was the word? Highly modif- modified flower?
0: Oh, yeah. But it's a highly modified.
1: Yes. Why... Um. What makes it highly modified and why... Why is that beneficial
0: for it? So I think just literally the whole, like the pouch that it has, Mm -hmm. the lips, like basically (laughs) we're going to talk more about the lips. So basically like, you know, I guess like if you were to look at like one of the other flowers we talked about, it's pretty much just like the petals go out and like the sepals fall off. And that's how almost every other flower that we've talked about. But, like, these ones have, we haven't actually talked about an iris yet, like, the anatomy of it. But, like, that pouch that comes out is very modified because normally a leaf is just, like, one solid structure. And these ones, yeah, they have, like, the, or I mean a petal. And they have, like, all of these petals, but then it also forms, like, a labellum, like, that lower lip pouch part is highly modified compared to other flowers and also i think it's like the the whole like reproductive structure the column like a lot of plants Mm -hmm. it's all you can see each part of them like we've looked really close like at the anther and the stigma and they're like all instead they're like all like collected together into a totally different like form but The only reason why all of, and then it also has like bright colors. A lot of flowers have bright colors, but it has bright colors. But I think the, I don't know why exactly it adapted to pollination by deception. Like that's definitely something that somebody else who knows more than I do could answer, but I don't know. So what I think is just guessing, but that it gets enough, like, it gets the job done by instead of making pollen and making all of these, like, uh, the structures come out, but instead has them hidden, that it actually works out to its benefit because it's not having to, you know, make make pollen and use all these resources. So maybe that's why it can live, you know, where it lives. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of one of those things where it's, like, if you look at it if you look at an orchid, like the Calypso Orchid compared to another more like basic sort of flower, it's it's quite quite different. and that's all I mean years and years of evolution, but I don't know exactly what the benefit is really because it kind of sounds like it might not be worth it because in some places it just doesn't it doesn't do very well. But right. I don't know if that's because of the pollination or because of other things. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do a follow-up and I can learn more about it. Because there's a bunch of orchids. Oh, that's the other thing. That there's like a bunch of orchids in Montana that I want to I wanna talk about all of them, obviously. But there's that one that I found that I never... I've seen two orchids, three orchids this three, this year. That one yellow lady slipper that Amy's mm-hmm. taking pictures of. Yeah. And I went back and I found it. Never seen that one before. And then I saw two more orchids in the bear tooth that I've never seen before. And one of them, I believe, is pretty rare. But it's like, they all have, they have a little bit different flowers, but they all have, like, the pouch and everything. Um, so maybe I can do more research on how, how orchids work and their, like, modifications in the future. Yeah. That's so... Hold hold, your, uh, <clears throat> hold your butts for that one. It's going to be really exciting. <laughs> okay. I think I'm the only person who's excited about the orchids. The more of the orchids. Okay, so thanks for listening. <laughs> and get outside and, and smell, smell the wild wildflowers. Wild.
1: You can... Find us on pretty much whatever you listen to your podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, Pocket Cast, CastBox. Spotify? Wait, Stitcher? Spotify.
0: Did we say Spotify? Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher, podcasts, okay. Pocket
1: Casts, CastBox. Um, subscribe. Like us. All that good stuff. Share us. Um, if you have questions, comments, suggestions, reach out to us at wildforwildflowerspod at gmail.com. And you can follow us at wildforwildflowerspod on Instagram.
0: And tell a friend. <laughs> yes, tell
1: Thanks a friend. for listening. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.